Welcome back to Entertainment Banter. My name is Joel. And I'm Matt. And we are here to discuss something new, something exciting. We always discuss, well, we always discuss like movie reviews and all that, don't we? And it's just, yes, it's a common thing we do. And uh, it's pretty easy. We to enjoy it. We do. Yeah, we enjoy we it. But one of the biggest themes we've had in these reviews or talking about potential reviews of movies or whatever we do on any of the cinema. We always talk about how Hollywood is fucking the fans, right? Yes. So, what are some people who are standing their ground against Hollywood? Oh, okay. Who right. who is who's standing their ground and saying, "No, I'm going to do my vision, and if I my vision doesn't go, I'm walking out." Right. You know, we did talk about in one of our last pods from video games how Sonic the Hedgehog changed because the fans took a stand and Paramount actually took the time and changed what Sonic looked like. But another example you were mentioning earlier, like you're like saying like, oh, because we talked about Mandalorian a few podcasts ago, that it may go the way of the movies because Disney just like, oh no, we don't know what we're doing. We got this thing and it looks like it's working. So we're just going to shove more shit at it. And then maybe we're going to flood the market and it's going to go to shit. The problem I see with that is, is John, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. Favre, Favre, Favre. Fava? Yeah. I don't know how to say his yeah. last name. I'm sure uh, uh, Nick will Favreau. correct us. Yeah. But he is so true to his craft. I don't think he would sell out to that. You know what I mean? He'd walk away. So if you see him walk away as a new director in the new season, you'd see that he they were trying to change it. That you know what I mean? Like he he's yeah. so destined to do his craft. He won't he won't take it. He walked I away. It, he walked yeah. away from directing uh, Iron Man three because he saw the pressure of it all from yeah after uh, well he's, uh, as big as it was getting yeah well it's interesting too because um, it's funny you mentioned Nick I wish he kind of was in on this but I can say whatever I want he can't do a thing about it <laughs> uh, but basically he's still gonna cry I, I, I yeah I don't think uh, John Favreau is gonna have any problems at all because. You have to look at this. If we're talking specifically about Disney, which we always do, but Disney has screwed the pooch so hard. They're just, again, they're just reacting. They're not proactive. They're just reactive. So they got rid of Kathleen Kennedy. They're basically ousting her. They got to find a replacement. And uh, they've got, you know, what's his face doing Marvel, but even he's interested in doing a Star Wars movie. Is this uh, Feige? Not Feige. Oh, Kevin Feige, yes. yes uh, he is yes. in charge of Star Wars now, though, I thought. No, I not thought officially. They, not officially. No. And in fact, Favreau is someone that they're mentioning, too. So, um, it's between those two. His na- Those names were being tossed around. But also, you know, like I said, Dave Filoni is a guy that a lot of people have admire and respect. I, I, you know, I don't know. But I can tell you this. Between those three people... Um, they're going to, I mean, Iger's at a point now, he's just going to be like, uh, okay, uh, the fans like these three, uh, you guys have been successful, uh, I don't care who, one of you is going to do it. And then they say, okay, but, you know, we want to have um, a whole bunch of, you know, Princess Leia sex slaves, and we want to have Rancors that are on pogo sticks. And he's like, fine, whatever, we don't care. Well, Iger's um, going to step down do soon, it. I think. Isn't he supposed to step down? He was supposed to step down a couple years ago, but he for, stayed in it. For the Fox he too. stayed in it. Yeah, but for here's us, the reality. For us. 
for us, for us. Yeah, he's like, well, while Disney has money, I guess I could go buy something else because I'm not too creative to make it on my own. So, um, yeah, no, he just, you know, I know for a fact his legacy is he's going to say all of the purchases he made are his legacy. He's going to say that Disney Plus is his greatest achievement. It's like creating the Internet. I mean, it's like the reality is like he's not an innovator, you know, in that capacity. I don't care what anybody says. He did, he's just not. He did save Marvel from going bankrupt. By buying it. By buying no, it. No, but you know, it was going bankrupt and then these movies started coming out. Well, and think that. about that. That's like going into a, <laughs> a car, used car salesman and being like, uh, what's on the lot that you haven't sold in like 20 years? Because that's what I'm going to buy. And then like, then he buys the car and it's like, oh yeah, now, um, now the car's being used. It works. It's great. Look, he got it. He got it out of steel. When a company's going bankrupt, they're at the mercy of whoever's going to buy it. You know what I mean? Of course, of course, it's going to do better. I mean, it's just, I don't. And the money—that's the problem. Is Disney had the money to back Marvel. Marvel didn't have that money. Right. Does that make sense? And so, it's easy to be successful when you can throw money at it. But the irony is, all of the philosophies and everything that they did to Marvel since then, like this, these agenda-driven stories that nobody wants to read. And, like, the thing is, like, it's really hard to keep constantly talking about this because I'm not saying there's not a market for it. But I think the problem that they just don't get is they're forcing so many views on so many people that don't have the same opinion or care because it's not what the brand was originally marketed for and catered for. You cannot just overnight change Barbie to being a number one seller for boys' toys. You just... You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just well, they're just doing it. They're just doing it the wrong way. Joel, please don't even start. Don't even start. So, anyways, like it's like I, getting back to these characters. They're gonna get to do whatever they want because, I, like I said, Iger's out. But even if he's not out and he's still in it, he's just gonna he's gonna whatever recipe is successful in that exact moment in time. You know, like if you've been eating spaghetti for seven years every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and someone tosses you a cheeseburger, you're going to think, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. I'm going to make more cheeseburgers. Everybody, you, you, Who made this cheeseburger? You did? Okay, you from now on, we're making cheeseburgers. You personally are going to make all the cheeseburgers, you know? So fucking sick of spaghetti. You know, that's what they're doing right now. And, it's, it, and so they're going to let them put whatever they want on that cheeseburger, you know? Ice cream on the cheeseburger for all they care. Because, you know, they're so sick of spaghetti. No one's going to understand any of my analogies, but I don't really care at this point. It's kind of funny. You know, it's just whatever. I The thing is, the majority of the fan base is on to them. And uh, I'm just sick of it. You know, like, I know a lot of people are, but I'm just sick of it. Like, I do not care. Like, I'm not investing in any of this crap. So... The majority of us aren't, so it's just kind of sad and stupid. And when, and and you know, like like any kind of presidency, you know, like U.S. government, you know, it's really they always. What do they do? It doesn't matter who's in office. Doesn't matter if it's Republican, Democrat, or other whatever. They always blame the previous administration for all the problems they have to solve, right? Absolutely. And, and Iger is going to be the the same thing. He's going to be like. You know, next poor bastard that comes in for his job, I don't actually don't, I, I mean, it sucked to be that person, because, like I said, it's one thing to buy everything, it's another thing to fix that fucking mess. After you buy it, and you screw it up so hard, it's like, how do you fix that? Well, like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Well, here's a, here's a point, so, and then I'll shut up. 
Yeah, okay. But, well, Onward, right? That's the Disney movie Onward, the new one, the new animated feature. I didn't know right? this. Okay, whatever. Anyways, it's the new animated feature. Very similar to Frozen-style gnomes, you know? The trolls. It looks to trolls or whatever. Here's here's the thing. You okay? built that show. You don't even know Disney. Fuck that is. Disney's always about being one of those uh, companies that's innovative and um, stretching the boundaries, right? And in this day and age, we're with all this wokeness, right? All this wokeness going on, right? You gotta support all of it. You gotta shove it in everybody's face. You know what I find interesting? It's uh, articles came out saying like it's the first uh, Disney animated feature that's going to be openly. Not suggestive, but openly uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender what? type character is going to be in it. In it, right? Right. So okay. it, I only knew about this that's because fine. you know I read because I read the articles. Right. That's good. If you're not trying to Cap- hide it in the trailers, capitalize no. on it. Or? No. Okay. Oh, it's it's they're very noble. They're very noble for doing this. The only problem is there's no sign of it in any of the trailers because you know why they're chicken shits. They don't want to put it in the trailers because they know majority of the people that are conservative or otherwise are going to take offense to it and they're not going to go see the film. So why would you risk putting it in the trailer? But they announced it. But they announced it then. You just said no, no. They they announced it in an article. If people don't read, you go in the movie theater. You're you're waiting for your movie to start, and you're watching a bunch of trailers. You're like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. If they're so adamantly open about this, and their company is constantly saying that they're the head runners and the people in charge of trying to make a difference in the world, they never show it in the trailers. And that's what I'm saying is they're full of shit and they're cop out people because if they're that you know, open-minded and they want to really stand their ground on this stuff. Why isn't it not showing up in the trailers? Why do they have to like sneak it in? Like while you're sitting there, you know, eating and whatever. And then you see Elsa and Anna having a four way with some guy (laughs) to drink out. You know what I mean? Like you don't know about it until you're halfway through it. Four way. So is it, we would be Sven, (laughs) Sven, Kristoff, Anna and Elsa. Is that what we're going with? You gotta get Olaf in there somehow that with that carrot nose. This was a five way. <laughs> you mentioned but, the other people, but does, right? But does Sven count because he's in reindeer? So has bestiality? <laughs> so is he part of it? And what is what is Olaf? Is he even considered? It'd be a three way uh, with toys because then technically Sven's a toy, and so is right. Olaf, right? So it's just toys. Yeah, sure. How did this? Uh... <laughs> so who who's doing it right in Hollywood? <laughs> Who's making their movies the right way? I I personally think two of the directors out there right now that are not being pushed around by Hollywood and doing it the way they want to do it and not being pushed away by these giant corporations, even though one of them does work for one of them. Um, Favreau Mm -hmm. definitely is Favreau. Whatever. You said his name better than I did. Favreau? Yeah, Favreau. He is definitely not being pushed around. He does what he wants. He still does his independence. He, He still writes. He directs. He's producing... And he's still doing his thing, and he got to do his Star Wars story that he wanted to do. And so mm-hmm. far, what we understand, he, he, Disney has not pushed him into a corner, because I think he'll just walk away. Honestly, I think he'll just walk away from the project, because I don't think he would uh, sacrifice his image, in that sense, for the sake of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And- well, he was uh, Kathleen Kennedy was a producer on Mandalorian, but a lot of people think that she had no say or hand in it whatsoever, other than being a producer. Do you think... 
that Favreau has something to do with that? I mean, based on those rumors, do you think that's something that may have actually transpired? Based on what? What do you mean? Well, because everything else that uh, for creative um, purposes in the films that Kathleen Kennedy was involved in, half the reason why there was so many reshoots, retakes, and whatever is because she and Iger personally had their hands involved in it. Right. But you're saying Favreau... Was, no, like he's his own man. I think he's his thing. own man. I think do you he think they his... pushed? Do you think no. they pushed Kathleen Kennedy out of the way on this one? I think it, he had his, his right. Like, don't get involved had, in this. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it was also during the time that Kathleen Kennedy was uh, on her, her job way, way out, out and it was yeah. just based on the movies. So I think it was a whole different ball game when they came to the. Even though the cinema, the the TV shows going to go alongside with the movies, it it was on its own little thing. But beyond that, I think a second person we should talk about um, who does his own thing and goes way out of the norm, what people think is normal for cinema and has been doing it for years, is Quentin Tornantino. Yes. He definitely, yeah. I don't think he sacrifices anything because I think people told him back when he first originally did his uh, one of his first movies, it was not, was it Reservoir Dogs? Was that his first movie? Possibly. Or, or even uh, earlier. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, maybe even that. I don't know. Um, I'd have to look. They told him the violence he wanted to do and show all that was not going to fly with audiences. But right. to this day, once upon a time in Hollywood, he still doing it. And right. people love him. And I think his, yeah. his story writing is great. And the way he does it and retells stories and um, where he goes. It's it's great. Well, and, and you know it's his film when you watch yeah, it. You know what I mean? You, you do. You they, his, his stamp is right on it. I know he directed some... Um, um, ER TV show episodes. Okay. He also uh, co-directed a scene in uh, Sin City. I guess the uh, mm-hmm. main director was his like good good friend or whatever, so he was able to direct one of the scenes. And it's a scene that you don't expect it to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's cool that he stands his ground too, and he doesn't make that many movies. It's very limited because he doesn't direct anything besides what he does i believe right. now i don't think he right. i don't think he directs anyone else's things unless he's asked but generally it's it's his movies it's he, an he interesting writes, point he directs, that you make. produces so it's an interesting point that you make because uh it made me think about i mean there george lucas is as of right now as far as i know he's you know he's out of the business in the sense of doing what he what he the way he was before but spielberg i don't know if he's retired but he's slowed down his filming make filming a lot too and i feel yeah. like but see what's weird is the sick irony is it was lucas spielberg and kennedy kathleen kennedy they that that little triad always was working together they were working together for a long long hey, long time kingdoms have to fall right but what i'm saying is um with Lucas, when he finally got control of his own company uh, and started making his own films, he was the same way. He was making his movies his way. I'm pretty sure when Spielberg went to DreamWorks for the most part and they created DreamWorks, I feel like he would have had his own way. You know, like so the people that actually really do stand out are the ones that you know bust their ass and kind of do it. I like Favreau you got you got to be willing to walk away. That's what I mean. Like yeah. if they're gonna walk away and then that's their the, it's their project, you kind of have to. Lean to but them. what about the unsung heroes that walked away from Lucasfilm, whether they were fired or who, chose to quit? Who were these people? All the ones that were supposed to direct Rogue One, supposed to direct Solo, supposed to direct uh, maybe because the Rise of Skywalker. Iger and Captain Kennedy had too much, too many, you know, grubby fingers in it, and they were like, "No, I don't. I'm walking away." You know what I mean? Right. They, but that's my that's my point. Is they, they, they wanted, did choose they to walk away. According to our title, of our podcast, they stood up to Hollywood and said, "No, 
fuck this. I'm not doing this. And we, a lot of people do that. We just don't know about it. Right. We don't hear about right. it. And you, you, That's true. you only can recognize a few that we know probably absolutely do it because you can look at their images, their visions, and what they do. And the thing is, they're successful at it. I don't see why Hollywood doesn't fucking see that. There's only one person I can name that I know is not successful at it and who is still doing it today. And I don't know how the fuck he works in Hollywood. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he had what? one big hit was The Sixth Sense. And he, you know, he got his way. He had to make his movie. And then every other movie beyond that, he got his way. But they were bombs. He worked for Touchstone. Or no, was it Touchstone? What's the, uh, red, I, was it, I think it was Touchstone he worked for, Disney Company. And Disney fired him after like his third or fourth flop. It's like, you don't, you can't make fucking movies. Maybe you should bend. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. No, but he, absolutely. he stood his ground too, apparently. And he's just, you know, he's still making movies somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, have, well, I like you said, no uh, he's a one-trick pony. Once you yeah. figure that trick yeah, out, it's not the same. fucking twists. What a twist! Yeah. So you're watching this stupid movie, he's like, oh, why the fuck are the... those? So people are committing suicide. The trees killing people? Yes, yes, it is the trees. The trees are killing people. Like, really? You're fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like, oh, God. And then you're like, oh, like, the village. Oh, this person, like, it's the Amish country. Like, it's probably in the 19th... In the, you know, the early 1900s, or even earlier than that, 1800s. And like no, they're just they're, they probably just live in like a snow globe, right? And what is it? Oh yeah, they uh, yeah they fucking live in a snow globe. They they live in the modern day, but they're just fucking okay. Fuck you, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, that's just so angry. Well, he made he made he made Unbreakable, and then he made uh, right. what was the dementia one? Uh, Glass. Oh, well, I don't even pay attention to all of them. Well, he Glass made he made and, a trilogy, and, and he made a third one. Yes, yeah, Unbreakable, all Glass, and. I forgot the other one. It just, it just came out yeah. recently. But, like, are you fucking mm-hmm. kidding me? I'm like, Shyamalan, you make Unbreakable, and it's like, you're thinking, like, oh, he's Unbreakable, and then, like, uh, you know, um, Samuel Jackson's in the movie. He's in everything, so I don't blame him for being in the movie. And he's playing this character, like, he's the villain. He's telling Bruce Willis' character, like, oh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm your villain. And it's like, what, what are they talking about? And I'm like, what, are they superheroes? Yes, they think they're fucking superheroes. Yeah. So it's like, really? Like, ah, uh, mm, uh I mean, Bruce Willis must believe in him because he's in almost all his fucking movies. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't I, know. Well, he's in his first big hit, so I guess he owes him a favor. He, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Was this the Weinstein well, did days? Well, put Bruce did, on a map a little bit for that. Did M. Night Shyamalan suck Bruce's dick and then, like, now, like, he has to do movies for him and it's like the M. Night thing? <laughs> like, just, hashtag, hashtag, you know, guys too, you know? I don't know. You know, there's, there's like, you know, there's... Uh, People that always consistently try to work together, you know that. Yeah, I get it. No, but I feel like their relationship is not like, uh, let's say, Scarlett Johansson and John Farber, since we were talking about him. Those two probably have more of a relationship than Bruce Willis and M. Night Shyamalan. I do not see those two going to brunch, talking about a movie <laughs> like, hey, Bruce, I got this idea for another movie. Oh, yeah, M? Tell me what. Tell me all about it. No, I don't. I don't think that's happening. It's about sea turtles coming ashore. Yeah, and, uh, you think the sea turtles are leaving the ocean because of the pollution, but it's actually the pollution's leaving the land to go into the water. What a twist! What a twist! And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, you, to me, you're gonna go down as the biggest flop ever, but somehow you still work. So I can't can't be mad at you for that. You're still getting uh, well as long as you have money from a one hit, you, you can use it to produce other things. You still get to do what you want in a sense, and I, I'm proud of you for that. That's awesome. I wish I could do that and do that with flops and be hated as much as you are and leave Disney Studios crying because you got fired. 
but you know, and got video. Apparently, there's video of that too. I've never seen it, but I, I, I hope, <laughs> I hope our uh, bald-headed listener would uh, send that to me. <laughs> By the way, he got mad at us for that. He commented which he, part? The bald, bald. He's like, "Who's your?" I don't who, say anything about who's anybody. Who's your bald listener? I'm like, I just like this comment. That's all. Oh my gosh, you're you know, ridiculous. <laughs> Um, all right, so you, here's the thing. You're talking about, uh, you know, Hollywood standing up for themselves. There yeah. are a lot of unwritten stories about, I wouldn't say to this, the extent of uh, telling the studios to F off, but some of the most... You've got to collaborate with the studios. You don't tell them to F yes, off. You some, some of the Well, but some of the best stories about making films are the ones that went against the grain, you know, and, and just did what they believed was right as opposed to what they were told. I mean, and take like John Lasseter, I will say was a perfect example of that when he did toy story, you know, the fact that Disney being Disney was coming down on him and saying, no, you got to do it like this. You got to do it like that. And he just basically went back and said, fuck this and fuck these notes. And we're going to keep doing it the way we're doing it. If they don't like it, then we'll deal with it later. And then, uh, same thing with like, you know, uh, all these other movies, I can't think of all of them, but like, you know, Ghostbusters was like one of those ridiculous time schedules where, or uh, where they had to shoot under extreme conditions and they couldn't even get the rights to the name at some point. And like this, it's just, there's interesting stories that are not heard of all the time about how films almost don't make it. And then through the grace of pure stupid luck or, nepotism among people that know just enough or just know just enough people to to finish things it's it's pretty cool so i do think there are people out there in hollywood that are are making an effort and uh you know like we know some of them but like it's it's not like all of them are known does that make sense there's a lot that people don't there's a lot we don't know what's going on absolutely and I had a thought, like a final thought question, but it definitely... Go for it. No, I, no, I had. I don't know where it went. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Mm. It was a good question, too. I wish I remembered it. I'm not going to waste our time thinking of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think this day and age, too, there's so much competition now that um, it's just... it's It's not so much anymore about making a name for yourself as it is saturating the market i mean with again with all these streaming services for example like disney is a perfect example they have nothing to offer for new content when it comes to their disney plus like they have great repertoire of old school stuff up the wazoo and that alone is probably good enough to get disney plus if you're a big disney fan but for new content they don't have shit not yet yeah we'll see what happens but my but that's my point is like so it's they're at this place now where it's like I, I know Disney, they're they're gonna try to fix what they're doing, but at the same time they're not. They're still gonna try to pump out stuff as fast as they can, and that's where the directors come into play. I think at this point in time, they can't really. Aff- Disney is a very interesting subject because on one hand, they just need content, so they're they're probably gonna greenlight everything. Like that's what they've been doing, and that's the problem. Well, that's what Netflix like, they did. Green- they greenlit yeah. fucking everything. Right. But the thing is, Netflix was greenlighting shows that were original and people had no idea what they were really about. Right. And whereas here, like they're greenlighting everything for Star Wars. And, and it's like 
Nobody was doing their homework. Nobody understood what they were wor- really working on. Was the really lore, excited. The history. They're really excited to be working on Star Wars. That's that's bottom right. line. But that's it. But but they didn't do their homework, and that's why it failed. And so now they're in this position where they still have to greenlight stuff because they have nothing to show for it. But they have to act cautiously this time around. So to answer whether or not they're going to be strict to these, if directors will be able to stand up for their art and their, their stuff, it you know now would be an exciting time to be on a fly on the wall to see what they're doing. You know, like they're going to, I think they're going to buckle down and be more strict. I don't think, I think what will happen actually is they're going to, they're going to select people they think they can trust and they're going to green light those people. Everybody else is going to be put through the ringer from here on out. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's the shitty thing. If you don't, I always think about if you come with a nice movie script to the table, you have to have the balls to stand up for your script or walk out with it. You know what I mean? Don't fall for the, you're not going to get your movie made unless, you know, you do what we want you to do. It's like, no, I had this image, this vision, and even though you think you know what you're talking about movies, Hollywood, you really don't know what you're doing with movies these days. So, yeah. Well, that sucks, off. too, because once the studio buys the script, you know, for however they can do what long they want, yeah. Right, and it can and it can even just sit on the table, you yeah. know, yeah. for years. Oh yeah, you know, until your rights come up again. So it's yeah, it's a tough one, you know. Like, but I think it's easier for people that direct scripts that they write, you know, for sure, because it's not a healthy thing to do. I always thought like when people write and direct and you know whatever mm-hmm. star and their own stuff, you lose a lot of. I don't think they should star, but producing, directing, and writing, I think when you see them all in three, you know you're going to get some kind of gem because that means they put their heart and soul into what they're showing you. They're, it's, their, it's their baby. It's it's theirs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get, I get you. So uh, so you did you figure out your final thought no, on this subject? I'll probably, or? I'll probably think of it as soon as we uh, end this. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for listening to Entertainment Banter. My name is Matt. And I'm Joel. And I'm done.